0: Welcome, dear friends, to the Taviren, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob, and Rich. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. You've come upon the Taviren, a Wheel of Time podcast. This time we are not running solo. This is Rob and I am with Rich. Richard, how's it going?
1: I am fantastic. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I wish I wish the world was in a better place yes. as as it was, yes, as as I mentioned in, in the last podcast if you were listening to this into the future, uh, we are recording this in March of 2020, which will probably go down in infamy as the month of the coronavirus. So yes. how's everything? How's everything in your world?
1: Uh, going good. We have it locked down here in the Midwest. Uh, just mm-hmm. slowly, counties have been locking down, uh, stay-at-home orders. Uh, yep. I'm considered essential, so I have to work, which is your You're fine. a key cog. Yep, I am. Um, I don't mind that. I like to make sure everybody's taken care of, and it's definitely a new world we're in. Um, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of... Yep. People not knowing what's happening. A lot of impl- unemployment and businesses yes. closing and restaurants closing. I'm hoping when people hear this episode, it's all calmed down. And it's all
0: calmed down. Yeah. Do you, back know, you remember back then when we'd had to do this and that and this
1: and that? Yeah. If not, it's just going to be one of those of holy crap. 2020 yeah. sucked.
0: <laughs> I think it's – uh Brian T quest posted something like, Hey, can we just skip forward to, to the ball drop?
1: Yeah. I think we should do that. That, that should be fine. <laughs> uh, let's just get, get on out of here. Yep. Yeah, I
0: know. Um, every time I'm on the East coast, I I'm just South of Philly. Everything is, is holding court here. Um, states are trying to do the shutdown and close down thing. My kids are off school for at least another six weeks. Yeah. Uh. It's real fun having to explain to, to your children, even though you're not at school, you need to go online and, and still do schoolwork. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't spring break, children.
1: Still still got to do stuff. Still got to do stuff.
0: <laughs> That's the hardest thing. People still got to do stuff. Yep. Just part <laughs> of it. And practicing their social distancing.
1: Yes. Oh, there's a new thing they're trying to do. Uh, instead of calling it social distancing, I think they're trying to call it something Um. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it's called now.
0: Something more bougie.
1: Yeah. Or more like, I don't know what it is. They're trying to make sure it doesn't have a negative connotation of people that oh. are like, you know, having social anxieties. It's and not. need the context. It's,
0: it's, not, it's not a negative thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a smart
1: thing. Yeah, I get it. But here's the thing. Like, they say, oh, some people can't do it. And the gaming community is like, we've been doing that for years.
0: <laughs> yeah, I literally, you just stole my, you stole my thunder. I was going to say that. I was like, you know, <laughs> Bill... Bill, you and I all uh, come from a gaming background. We've been social distancing for decades. Yeah.
1: the, the downside <laughs> is I can't work out.
0: Oh, uh, I know. Well, I mean, you don't have a you don't have a setup at home.
1: No, I don't. I really like I uh, really want one, but I don't this thing. My brother was thinking about getting one and uh, he was looking at weights and stuff and they come like a three hundred forty pound set and the next one up five hundred. <laughs> He's like, you could not do that. I'm like, no, I can't. I would need the big ones. <laughs> So I don't think I've
0: lifted life. 500 pounds yet in my life.
1: <laughs> I am close to squatting 400 pounds. So, oh, that
0: is that is truly truly impressive.
1: Jamaican land nods to you with respect. Yes, but it hurts though. Let me tell you, it's <laughs> I painful. feel the burn. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's. I'm sad. I don't get to keep up with my my routines and everything. But it's it's for the good. Yeah.
0: Everybody has everybody everybody in one way or another is, is is affected my my oldest son is a senior and, and odds are he's not going to get to walk down for his diploma
1: yeah that's the that's the hard part for some of those kids that you know are graduating no, no, no. high school and college they're looking forward yeah. to those things and they can't do it so
0: you know i remember when he was in kindergarten and he was you know they did you know class of 2020 and it was like oh that's cool my son's gonna be class of 2020. now it takes on a whole nother connotation
1: yeah but, you're like oh crap
0: <laughs> anyway, we have much better things, much better and brighter things to talk about. Yes, like the blight. Yes. <laughs> well,
1: oh, it is. It's, it's awesome. very
0: apropos yes. that we're we're going to talk about a chapter known as the blight eh, in these days and in, in this day and age. But
1: I think that's where we're in right mm-hmm. now. But you know,
0: yes. Normally, we we go into our iTunes reviews. Um, we don't have any new iTunes reviews as of right now. Which is fine. We had gotten that one email that I had read a while ago. You can email us at toddlerandpod at gmail.com or use Apple podcast okay. review mechanism, or you can tweet or hit Discord and we can take all the criticism. Did Bill tell you his, his, another one of Bill's brilliant ideas? Uh, Starting no, podcasts that do not have a, a review. What? No, he, he wants, he wants to institute a punishment song
1: uh i'm gonna talk to him about that (laughs) well
0: (laughs) it's interesting the song that each i mean i'm not giving away the name on on the podcast yet but he's asked me to sing a parody of a specific of a certain song he sent me the the remade lyrics and i'm like whoa
1: is it you please tell me it is to the tune of no scrubs by tlc (laughs)
0: You are a cruel man, but no, it is not.
1: Damn. (laughs) That would be
0: (laughs) – no, but uh, I'm thinking about it, and if I do this, this might be something we might have to to unleash once we get into the second book. Okay. Because I'm not not ready to go that genre yet. It's interesting that Bill is – I'm like – I'm all thinking about harmony and peace, and Bill's like, we should punish them.
1: Yeah, punish (laughs) the wicked. I mean, our listeners (laughs) –
0: I know, bad listeners didn't review. There's another podcast that we do listen to that used to institute um, a no podcast review song, and it was that they covered a was it a Metallica song or it was a? Um,
1: I think so. No, it wasn't a Metallica. I think it was actually a um, um, Hell. Uh, it was it was, yeah, it was Hell. No, yeah,
0: Mustaine. No, Megadeth.
1: Megadeth. Yeah, that's what it was. I totally <laughs> like, Oh my god, I know this word.
0: And it's in the funny and the funny thing about that is instead of just parodying a part of it, they parodied like a whole six minute yeah. song. And as soon as the song starts with the slow drum, you're like, oh, no. And it, it actually served a good purpose to make you go review the podcast so you didn't have to hear that again. No. So so Bill's thought is if, if, if I sing and sing, uh, quote unquote, bad enough to get the get the populace moving and, and, and hitting those keystrokes and sending us all these kind of reviews but I'd rather lead with the carrot in front instead of the stick from behind. So you want to do it because you're a good person and you want good things to happen in the world.
1: Sure. Do that. Don't listen to bill. (laughs) Don't Don't make bill right. God, no.
0: (laughs) So wheel of time news. Now I'm going to reiterate probably exactly verbatim what I said last week. There is no production on any show, any network, and any part at this time. Uh, everything, everything, probably world, just about worldwide, is being postponed until further notice, until more information and and, and more um, positive news regarding uh, coronavirus is out there. Yep. So that directly affects Prague and and the the uh, production of Wheel of Time. Damn. I, I know. The news is that there is no news. Yep. Go with that. Oh, well. All right. Yeah, I know. Well, I'd,
1: I'd love to give more, but go ahead. Well, and they also like, I just heard Marvel's fin- has stopped phase four of things. It's just mm-hmm. everything has been stopped. Everything's in a holding pattern. Yep.
0: And it's funny because it's, it's hard. I'm explaining it to my younger son. I'm, I'm, I'm like, the whole world is in, a, is in a holding pattern. And he's asking me, like, hey, are we still doing this thing that we planned in June? Or are we doing this thing that we planned this fall? And I'm like, son, you, you can't, nothing, everything in the world is up in the air right now. But, Ooh. yeah, it is what it is. And and looking at my notes now, it says here from Bill, it says, now I have to, uh, I love the way that he puts it. He just says, and a word from our sponsors. So, and you, Rich,
1: I have a sponsor. Go. Hello, my name's Bill. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm here in the UK doing UK things, not being eaten by giant people. And I'm Tyler in the US, also not being eaten by giant people. And we host The Coordinate, an Attack on Titan podcast, where we... Uh, um, hold on a second, Tyler. Hold on. There's some weird noises going on outside the door. Let, let me just go check it out quickly. <sighs> ah it's twitter troy titan ah ah my leg ah he's eating my leg ah bill no mm, oh oh he's gone he's eating my bloody leg tyler Troy's eating my my f- leg oh. uh anyways uh we're a monthly podcast where we read ah, ah, an arc of the manga a oh. month try to get bill caught up uh bill you want to tell them where they can find us uh what what you, what, what, what do you want where can people listen to the podcast <laughs> I don't, uh, oh, I don't have a clue. Oh, he's going to eat me. He's going to eat me. Oh. Why are there so many cats in here? Oh, God, I you has- uh, Can I get a new
0: co-host? So this week, Rich, we are up to Chapter 48. We are 90% done this book. Yeah. Um, I know. We, we are heading to the final climactic showdown of Book 1. The company has just left faldara the way that the chapter ended uh, last week uh, lord Agomar was was pleading with moraine saying you know you just can't go out with land land you know is is a god so we're go with land but these three you know farm boys give let me give you like a whole platoon of the best soldiers of the borderlands and get you to where you need to go and moraine was like no nope, no nope, no just me land and these guys and that's it. We don't want to draw attention. We don't want to pull forces from the borderlands and and, and, and weaken the, the line of defense up there. And the start of Chapter 48 is more of a continuation of that. I guess um, I forget his uh, his his rank, but uh, Ingtar is yes. one of the people that we first met. So Ingtar was leading a group of 100 of Agilmar's Lancers. He was accompanying the party up to up through what was previously known as Malkir. They went through the border uh, marked by watchtowers dotting the borders east and west. So there's watchtowers, like the 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 line of defense they can see, like, down east and downward west, just dotted watchtowers. And that was meaning that they were going to be crossing out of Baldara and into, like I said, what is known as Malkir, but as we learned last chapter, is now part of the blight after, after the tragedy befalling Lan's family.
1: Yep. And in, in there a battle going on to, on in Tarwin's Gap.
0: Uh there are there are troops being sent off to Tarwin's Gap. That's yep. another another part of Aglamore's forces was headed that way. Ingtar was honestly sincerely upset that his company may miss fighting altogether.
1: Yeah.
0: He was following his commander's order, take a hundred lancers, follow Ma Rain, Land, and their group up to the border and not a step farther and then come back to meet them in Tarwin's Gap once they've done that. And Ingdar is lamenting the fact that because he had to go with them and not go with them into battle, but then have to double back to Darwin's Gap, he is legitimately upset that his his team may not find any battle. Some people go in into war feet first and, you know, the glory of the battle and, and all that. And there's some people that are like, you'll fight only if I must. Ingtar and Borderland people are kind of caught in, are like in the in a middle gray area where they know the honor of fighting and they know it's not all for glory, but they look forward to to defending their lands and fighting the forces of evil.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was also little little ass bit that he's not going to get to fight alongside Land. That was another thing that would have like him and his group would have fought insanely top flight if they had Land by their side. So he knows. I'm here with the man himself, but I just gotta drop him off and turn around. God, this sucks. You know, I could just—he's really sincerely offended that his—he's not going to see battle, and it's one way that you can look at see how Borderlands people's Borderlands people see how can I word this life in Emmonsfield and so, and South the country South is a little different than up in the borderlands. And the way Ingtar is about battle is one way to see how there are so different.
1: Yeah. I think they had a lot of Ingtar and his group. They all want to fight beside land. Uh, mm-hmm. They really wanted land to go to Tarwin's gap because they can yes. probably crush the force that's going there, but they know that he's got a different purpose and a different plan. Yep. Yep. And he's like, okay, I, I get that. Just like you said, It sucks. It sucks
0: yeah well La- La- i think lan explained we want the same things but i've decided to go about it a different way and follow maureen with her path as opposed to trying to bring Malkir
1: back to glory correct so it's not about Malkir, it's more about the whole world yes exactly exactly
0: so ran thinks back to earlier in the day um he has a little flashback when agilmar uh, and his host left Faldar. As we mentioned, they were heading into Tarwin's Gap. So the brunt of, of the uh, company went with Agalmar out to Tarwin's Gap. Also leaving the city was a procession of refugees making their way to the country of Falmaran. Fal- this was more like a, um, we're sending the, the bulk of our military, all non-essential personnel, the women and the children and the elderly, you guys might want to hoof it down a little bit south to Falmoran. It may not be safe here. That's a little flashback, kind of a story, storytelling mechanism that Jordan uses to be able to tell us at the same time. Ingtar and these guys are headed towards Malkir, while Aglamar and his group is headed to Fal, uh, to Tarwin's Gap. Mm-hmm. So my next note says, as they make their way north, the temperature begins to rise. As we've been experiencing through explanations, is that winter has been kind of holding on a little too longer, too little too much than expected, so it was always very cold. As they make their way north, they start to realize that the temperature begins to rise. However, and I think Rand even said it, uh, the warmth had a wrongness to it. It was a humid heat, it was damp, and it reminded uh, Rand of an area called the Mire. There's a swamp area in the southern, southeastern uh, stretches of the two rivers. You hate to say it, it's, it's it's not the heat, it's the humidity. But that's exactly what we can do. That That's exactly what this is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that should be. Exa- I mean, they they know what's happening. Like, everything is warm up there. That's because everything's dying. Yes. It's all corrupt. That happens when you're in a place called the Blight. That's right. It's, it's warm and sticky.
0: As they're making their way, there's a specific path. So as they were making their way through the Blight Ridge, uh, I guess there was a specific path that they had to follow. And you were not to deviate from this path at all. As in Rand. life. Yeah. <laughs> Straight ahead, you're fine. To the left of you is death, and to the right of you is, is more death. Yep. So
1: But with a smile.
0: Yeah. This one this one will smile as it kills you. But as they're making their way, Rand, for whatever reason, reaches out to touch a branch on a decaying tree. And like like literally before he touched it, it like just went. It just like evaporated into nothingness, just decay. It was more one of those things like, well, how harmless can this? Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Don't touch stuff. Got it. I think you got you to gotta throw scolding uh, from land. I told you not to touch anything. It's, eh, it's okay,
1: though.
0: <laughs> it's not like it's going to kill you. <laughs> All right. And here's, here's my alienating joke that I'm going to probably uh, upset people. But it, it reminded me of Australia. Yeah. where where one-fourth of, of the uh, population uh, creatures in Australia can kill you.
1: <laughs> Hello? I laughed at that. Sorry, my mic went on mute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. No, I, I laughed, really.
1: I did. I swear to God, it was good. I mean, it's true. <laughs> Australia does try to – everything in Australia does try to kill you.
0: Everything kills you. But here's the best part. They're not even on the Blight yet. They're on the Fringe.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's true. That's
0: when he finds out, you know. And Land's like, "Well, you need to. When we get to the blight, you need to stop it." And Rand's like, "What? We're not we're not on the blight yet."
1: No, it's just so, the edge of it.
0: Just just the fringe. So as as they continue to make their way deeper and deeper into the blight, things go from bad to worse. I think Matt Matt uh, tossed his cookies uh, once or twice. Yep. Rand was constantly trying to uh, capture the flame in the void. Tam's old teachings, but nothing was working there. Egwene was doing her best uh, not to throw up. They did. Anything. She was, she, and I think. She, I think she did too. And naive, absolutely willed herself to not show any distress. That, She's like, as, as long as Moraine's not doing it, I'm not doing it either.
1: I would throw um, up everywhere just for the <laughs> fun of it. But her,
0: you know, she was Is like, if if that blue tramp isn't gonna show any signs, then the hell, if I am.
1: Just on the and inside. <laughs>
0: just oh my exactly. god. I think Jordan said Maureen was a little pale, but that was it. But my the best was loyal. He was he was pissed. Yeah, he was pissed. Yeah, he didn't want to and be there. Have here. Well, he didn't want to be here. And the OG are all about the settings and nature and beauty, and everything here is just death and decay. And I have here he was just dropping f bombs.
1: Yep. Yeah, because you true. look.
0: Well, no, he was saying fa. I think I think, in that one paragraph, Jordan had him say fa like three times. So that's like Ogier F-bombs. Oh, Oh, yeah. F-A-U-G-H.
1: Faw. He used the (laughs) F word.
0: Yes. Everybody was struggling except for Lan, who was just as stoic as ever. Oh, yeah. And surprisingly, Perrin. Perrin did not show any outward disdain to all the stench and decay around them. And they go through this whole diatribe of how everybody's struggling, and yet they still have not entered the blight. Oh, don't worry. It gets much worse oh, yeah. from
1: here. Yeah, just hang on. It'll be fine. It's like the line from
0: Caddyshack. I don't think the heavier stuff's coming for another hour or two.
1: Yep, basically. So, <laughs> so, so w- yeah. once they figure out like the corruption grows, grows worse, worse and everybody else is fine except Lan and and Perrin. I'm assuming they stop for the night, right?
0: Well, they 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 do. They start to make their way. Um, they pass a valley or a bridge of mountains, a valley. Where they can see several little lakes and and the um and the, the remains of what were the seven towers. Mm. So as we know, Lan is the Lord of the Seven Towers. So obviously they're in what formerly was Malkir and the the, the lakes that were there and the remains of the seven towers. So I'm they pretty, decide this is
1: go ahead. Go ahead. No, I say I'm pretty pre- sure they, as they were there, they saw something come out of the water.
0: Yes, well, that, that's, yeah, that's okay. my next, that's my okay, next thing here. They, they set up camp. The Maureen says, we have a good spot here for camp. The Emmonsfielders wonder if camping by the lake would be the best with all the heat. Matt's like, ah, I should be good down by the water, you know, and almost right on cue. And absolute monstrosity crests out of the water in one of the lakes and goes back underwater.
1: D- um, Loch Ness Monster.
0: I read that. Yeah, I read that. What do you call
1: it? Loch Ness Monster.
0: <laughs> Loch Ness Monster on steroids. Yep. I, I read this passage like three times to try and get a good picture of what it is. It's just like a massive centipede with human hands for tentacles, or something. Just like <laughs> worst case scenario, just what you know, whatever, you, whatever it is, just say worst case scenario, and that would have been it. Yeah. And you tell Matt's reaction was like, um, "I'm fine right here, thank you." Yep, totally good. <laughs> I'm good here. Now we get a transition uh, into. second part of this chapter where the first part is basically a setup of what the blight is and as they make their way and basically the worst possible scenario you can ever think of and we set up camp for the night and we start to break off into our little groups and the first thing that happens is as they're setting up camp maureen starts to put up spells like kind of warding spells Mm -hmm. but she has to be careful to not pump too much magic into these spells or she would send out a beacon, hey, we're over here. So she's putting up these kind of camouflage spells. Yep. And I think each of the Emmonsfield boys, Matt, Rand, and Perrin, each had an instance of going to hobble the horses or something and passing through the spell and had and, and turned around and saw like everybody disappear. And it kind of caught them all off guard. They were already on edge going through this death and decay, but... Finding out that everybody disappeared had brought them on edge. I think Matt knocked an arrow, Perrin pulled out his axe. Land's like, Are you dumbasses? It's just a spell. It was interesting to see. That's that's probably a good visual effect if they could pull that off on the TV show.
1: Oh yeah, that'd be pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah.
0: So and the next note I have, Eggwayne starts to get all starry eyed and talks about trading in the one power with the one power while at Tar she knows that she's going with moraine and she's going to be trained to, to learn how to be an Aes Sedai. And Nynaeve just kind of side side offers yeah, I might want to tag along. It'd be good for you to have a familiar face.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Who knows? Because at this point, Nynaeve still hasn't really accepted that she could become an to Sedai. Maureen says, I see the power in you. And, Ma- and Nynaeve's like, ah, you're full of it. She hasn't shared this information with Egwene, so Egwene just thinks of Nynaeve as, as a friend and the village elder, not as a, as a potential fellow sister. Egwene's like, oh, yeah, it'd be great to have you tag along. Yeah, that would be nice to have a friendly face. More to the Egwene starry-eyed uh, hopeful that she is, she starts to ask Rand to be her warder when she becomes an Aes Sedai. Well, it'd be great to have you as my warder, because, you know, it's you, of yeah, course.
1: Yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Rand's like, he, Rand is, is perfect. He's like, yeah, sure, well, whatever. I'll do it.
1: Like, give, give me your life. Yeah,
0: I know. He doesn't really, I mean, they don't know all what entails being a warder yeah. or an Aes First time readers still don't know all of what it entails. But it's funny the way he just kind of is nonchalant. He's like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm there. I'll do it. And it's like, wait a second. What did Min say about Egwene? Because that was one of the little prophecies that Min had when he first met her was that, oh yeah, I know, you guys like each other, but you know, I don't think it's going to be the way you think it's going to be. So this is one of those he says, yes, I'll be your warder. Wait a second. What did that woman, what did that weird girl say? Oh boy, it's more, more prophesizing, I guess.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> prophesize. Yeah, prophesize. So,
0: after a few hours of sleep, and once again, since most of these Chapters are in Rand's perspective. There's no way around it. Rand, once again, is eavesdropping. I think this is like the third or fourth time that he happened to stumble upon two other characters um, having a dialogue. Unfortunately, there's no way around it. Jordan has to do it this way. He didn't want a land-centric... We haven't had a land-centric chapter, and we've only had one nineveh centered chapter. So he wasn't ready to shift perspective to them for this scene. Of course, Rand has to wake up, roll over, see these two talking, and kind of do a the the pretend sleeping kind of thing.
1: Yeah. That's that that happens. Yeah, it happens.
0: Rand's Rand's really not a creep like this, but it it seems that way because he's always stumbling upon people talking. Of course, he sees Lan and Nynaeve talking. And he, he, you know, (laughs) he's like (laughs) there's a scene in I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up, I'm gonna go tangent here. There's a scene in Harry Potter. Um, do, you, do you watch the Harry Potter movies? I've seen them. Of course I have. Okay, You know, Hagrid likes the French teacher, the, the, mm-hmm. the giant. Yes. So there's a scene where Hagrid combs his Harry, wears a jacket, he's got a flower, and he walks up to the, to the teacher, and he's like, oh, hello, Madame Maxine. It's so good to see you. And, and in the background, you can see Harry kind of fake. He's like, oh, cool. Oh. <laughs> I, I could see Rand like rolling over and seeing these two and being like, but what? You know, yeah. Holy crap!
1: Like, I did not see that coming.
0: Of course, he's just a stupid wool-headed sheep herder So, what would he know?
1: That's right. He would not know.
0: <laughs> Even though Nynaeve tells him, she goes, "Even though she sees Lan as a king, she doesn't care. She's willing to offer her heart to Lan, just the man." There's no way to put that without sounding corny, but just Lan, just the man. I love. You know, one th- yeah. <laughs> Now, one thing Land probably doesn't appreciate is being reminded of his burden. Uh, he, True, you know he he refers to this in later books that it, that the burden of a mountain. And you know she's not trying to tweak him; she's trying to tell him, "I don't care about any of that other shit. I like you. I'm drawn to you." Unfortunately, Land Land takes this information and he becomes sad. He desperately wants to accept you know, 90s love. However, he it he can't he is bound by duty, and she thinks that means that she may he may have his heart to moraine, which isn't how waters and Aes Sedai always work out, but he he believes all he has is a sword to offer and a war that he cannot win. more like, oh why can't these two just see past their differences? They can't. I know it's so sad. <laughs> Land then goes really romantic on her and says, her love should go elsewhere, and he will be jealous of whoever receives her love. Land believes he has one foot already in the grave, and he could never accept her love within those conditions. He says, "I'm happy that you would have someone's love, and I would be unhappy that it wasn't me." And you know, I can just see her like, "Oh my God, that's just so heartbreaking. Love that cannot be. oh right? You know, I know. oh and I think." the The sick. chapter ends. Chapter ends with with Lan walking away, and Nineve. Uh, Rand saying he was glad that he could not see Nineve's face because apparently she was sobbing. Yeah, we will see whatever happens with that. And that is how this chapter ends. Like I said, we're we're just before the payoff of this book, so we're getting multiple build up chapters. Last chapter we had basically two backstories in story of Lan and the story of Pat and Fane, and then the, this is literally taking them to the next uh, step in the process, to to the Blight and into the Blight, into the old Malkiri uh, area, where they're trying to find the Green Man and the Eye of the World. Yep. Right, they now sprinkled in a, yep, right now it's just walking. So they sprinkled in a little bit of backstory or a little bit of, of Nine Even Land. How would, how would we ma- match those names up? Lan Eve?
1: Sure. Nine Anne? Nine Anne. Nine Anne? <laughs> <Nine> Ann? <laughs> there we go. There we go.
0: <laughs> so, that's going to take us into this week's Readings with Rob. woo woo And now, the Taveren present to you Readings with Rob. Chapter 48, The Blight. Rand found sleep impossible even with the eyes Sedai stretched out not a span away to shield his dreams. It was the thick air that kept him awake. Loyal soft snores were a rumble that made Perrin seem non-existent, but they did not stop wariness from claiming the others. The warder was still awake, seated not far from him with his sword across his knees, watching the night. Rand's surprise, so was Nynaeve. The wisdom looked at Lan silently for a long time, then poured a cup of tea and brought it to him. When he reached out with a murmur of thanks, she did not let go right away. I should have known you would be a king, she said quietly. Her eyes were steady on the water's face, but her voice trembled slightly. Lan looked back at her just as intently. It seemed to Rand that the water's face actually softened. I am not a king, Nynaeve, just a man. A man without as much to his name as even the meanest farmer's croft. Nynaeve's voice steadied. Some women don't ask for land or gold, just the man. And the man who would ask to accept so little would not be worthy of her. You are a remarkable woman, as beautiful as the sunrise as fierce as a warrior. You are a lioness, Wisdom. A wisdom seldom weds. She paused to take a deep breath, as if steeling herself. But if I go to Tarbalan, it may be that I will be something other than a wisdom. I, Sedai, marry as seldom as wisdoms. Few men can live with so much power in a wife, dimming them by radiance whether she wishes to or not. Some men are strong enough. I know one such. If there could have been any doubt, her look left none as to whom she meant. All I have is a sword and a war I cannot win, but can never stop fighting. I've told you I care nothing for that. Like you've made me say more than is proper already. Will you shame me to the point of asking you? I will never shame you. The gentle tone, like a caress, seemed odd to Ran's ears in the warder's voice, but it made Nine Eve's eyes brighten. I will hate the man you choose because he is not me, and love him if he makes you smile. No woman deserves the sure knowledge of a widow's black as her bride beast, you least of all. He set the untouched cup on the ground and rose. I must check the horses. Nynaeve remained there, kneeling, after he had gone. Sleep or no, Ran closed his eyes. He did not think the wisdom would like it if he watched her cry. That was Readings with Rob. If there is a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at Tavirenpod with your request. And that was readings with Rob. I, I think I'm going to unofficially say that I am going to grab every time we have Lan and Nynaeve uh, banter. I'm probably going to grab there. Right? Okay. <laughs> all, all in good faith, right? Yeah, totally. Two, two star-crossed lovers tonight because you, you know Lan. He's such a smoothie that one.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. He's such a he's such a ladies' man. I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right what, what do you what do you think about this chapter what, what are your thoughts mm,
1: it was fine i mean it's a very yeah, slow chapter it's just them getting a good glimpse of we're the cresting blight.
0: that roller coaster we're getting to the top of the roller coaster then when it starts to go down is when all shit gets gets crazy
1: exactly i mean we're it's seeing good. the blight we're seeing what they've talked about for the entire book Yep. it's it's time
0: it it is time Without further ado, we're gonna end it here, man. Next week, let's see. Next week we have chapter forty-nine. The Dark One stirs. Yeah. The Dark One stirs his coffee.
1: With sugar.
0: With sugar and and some and some cream. Or I'm sorry, uh, if Bill you're listening, uh, stirs his tea.
1: Yeah. With the tears. <laughs> of, with a biscuit. I'd say with tears, of naive, naive, but whatever.
0: With the tears of the with the shamed love of a uh, wisdom. <laughs> Alright, I, I could go on forever. Guys, you know we have we have uh Twitter, Tavir and Pod. We have email, TavirenPod at gmail.com. We have Discord. We have YouTube. Yes. Rich has his own dis or his own Twitter. It's a hailblue one five six nine. Right? Yes right. Alright, I got the numbers right for Yay. once. If you feel like talking to Bill, Natunica.
1: And if you really uh, want to piss him off and make him actually like you more, hashtag Paul Rudd 2020. Oh, I wasn't going there, but yeah, you,
0: you had to go there. All I right. You
1: always got to do that. <laughs> I'm hoping he sees that. Paul Rudd actually mm-hmm. sees that and goes, what the hell is that stuff?
0: I know we need, we need to get enough Paul Rudd action to, to get celebrity endorsements. That's right. <laughs> uh, what do we got? We got uh, YouTube, uh, Discord, Discord, uh, Patreon. You want to be part of the Patreon army. Uh, get special perks and bonuses and extra content. Uh, feel free to check us out on Patreon. We have Redbubble. Bill has been very diligent in putting out uh, information uh, as far as Patreon and Redbubble. I think I mentioned in the last pod, Rich, that you and him are doing such good jobs of pimping us out. I need to figure out a way to, to, to increase my pimpability.
1: I don't know how we did that. I'm not going to do with that stuff. I can't confirm can oh. or deny that I've, I'm a pimp
0: oh i can there you go <laughs> i think that's going to be it man hey you stay safe and do not touch that rotting tree Why don't not? you touch that tree right don't touch it i was gonna lick it god knows bill's already probably hip deep in that stuff yep that boy's probably got poisoned out 10 times in his life
1: that's right he i'm eased. gonna go
0: eavesdrop i'm gonna go eavesdrop on, on land and nine eve
1: me too i'll be in the tree
0: <laughs> you'd be in that tree you're gonna be dead in a dead in an hour yeah it's a risk <laughs> risk you're willing to take all right i've been creepy enough i'm out of here man See take ya. care later Bye. Guys. now that our heroic trio have left the familiar confines of the two rivers They find themselves being chased by all sorts of denizens of the Dark One. Our party has been scattered, and the boys separated from Marvain and Lan. Let us hope that luck, or some other force, can keep them safe. Uh, Bill? Bill? Billiam! Put that dagger down! You have no idea where in creation that's been! No, no, Rich. I don't have an extra cloak with me. Maybe if you didn't ride your horse straight into the Aranel, you wouldn't have this problem, hmm? For crying out loud, Robert, I know that girl from Berlan said weird things to you, but you shouldn't let it get under your skin so much. What are you, Eleven? You all remind me of a younger version of myself. Why, back in Watch Hill, I would...
1: friends. This is Troidal Power, host of the Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. And I'm inviting you to listen to Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. You can find it and a lot of other weird shows at probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. All
0: right. You have a sponsor. I could have made like an AA joke in there or something, but I didn't. (laughs) It's Bill. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, God. If Bill's your sponsor, then forget about Forget about it. Oh, yeah. All right.